1: and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Some 60,000
2: buyers back out of their purchase contracts in June, but is this simply because homes are becoming less affordable or is something else going on in the market? I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network, and today I'm joined by Daryl Fairweather. She's the chief economist with Redfin. Daryl, thanks for joining me.
0: Thank you for having me.
2: So as I mentioned at the top, Redfin put out a report yesterday about you know 60,000 home buyers backing out of contracts in June. Help it put us in put that in context for us and and you know what what share of contracts is that is and what what is the trend been there?
0: Sure. So in June, about fifteen percent of pending homes fell out of contract compared to twelve point seven percent in May. The last time we saw this many homes fall out of contract, it was actually the start of the pandemic when everyone was just so nervous because no one knew it was going to happen. Right. So in March of twenty twenty. Uh, 17.6% of homes fell out of contract. So this is the highest we've seen in a long time. I think it's mostly because of how much mortgage rates went up. And some buyers just didn't get the financing that they thought they were going to get. And I think it also may be because uh, inventory has been improving. So some buyers who were under contract maybe thought the grass was greener when they saw another home come on the market. And maybe they thought they could get a better deal on that next home because of how the market has been shifting week to week
2: and And, you know, just to put just to hammer the point home on the context, to go from you know, twelve and change to fifteen percent. obviously we know origination is going down a little bit. Purchases have been going down a little bit, but that doesn't seem like it would account for why a larger share of contracts are are falling through, right? It seems like more buyers are backing away for whatever the reason is.
0: I think it's because of how quickly the market changed. So, a buyer who would have gone under contract in say May, maybe got maybe thought they were going to get one mortgage rate. And then by the time they went to go lock it in, maybe they literally could not afford that mortgage anymore. So, they had to activate their financing contingency. Another factor is that buyers have more power. So, more of them actually have those contingencies in place that were really much more rare at the earlier this year, back in January. Uh, But even At times where we've had more of a buyer's market, like back in fall of 2018, the share of homes falling off contract didn't get this high. So I think it really has more to do with how quickly the market changed, not just that buyers have more power. And that's one reason I think that this number will come back down because as people just get on the same page, buyers will negotiate better offers up front uh, and get what they want up front so they don't actually have to back out because nobody really wants to back out.
2: Right, and we just haven't seen markets shift this quickly in a long time, right? So, you know, even yes. even if a bu- yeah. even if a buyer is like, "Hey, suddenly I have more leverage." We haven't seen that leverage shift as fast as it has in the last couple of weeks.
0: Yes, mortgage rates went up quicker than they have in at least since the since the financial crisis of 2008. So, Yeah, this is just kind of unprecedented how quickly the market shifted uh, because of how quickly mortgage rates went up and mortgage rates were just so low that people were getting such great deals from their financing. And then all of a sudden, when that gets taken away, it does mean a lot of homes are much more expensive from a monthly mortgage perspective. Monthly mortgage payments on the median priced home are up almost 50 percent from last year.
2: And and obviously, there's two different issues there. Um, if if you're in this, whether you're a realtor or a loan originator, there's two different things going on. Two different things that you're trying to address. Um, to I don't know. Do you? I don't know if you you ha- if you guys broke down how much of this is because homes are becoming more unaffordable and, and people just got the rates changed on people, or versus how much of it is home buyers suddenly realizing they have leverage. But are you at least hearing anecdotally, is it more because the rates are changing and people suddenly go, I can't afford this house anymore versus the latter people going, oh, wow, I can I can back out and get leverage? Is it more the affordability issue?
0: I think it's more the shock on mortgage rates. One of our real estate agents, Lindsay Garcia from Miami said that when mortgage rates shut up, to 6%, like her buyers just backed out of deals because they can no longer get the loan. And then because they have the financing contingency, because they had a little bit more power to negotiate that, it's not just a big deal to back out. They can still you know, go and find another home. They don't lose their earnest money because they had that contingency in place.
1: Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com it's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe originatorconnect.com
2: and and you know looking at our audience you know loan originators and people in the mortgage industry sort of anticipating that problem i mean what you're hearing from realtors and and what what advice would you have then you know should should they be talking to to customers about certainly right now rates are coming down but if rates are going up should they be preparing them for understand in 3-4 weeks time, the rates might be dramatically different from what you're looking at right now?
0: I think it's a good idea that if you don't want this risk of rates going up or down, that you lock your rate early. You can lock your rate even before you have that offer accepted. So uh, I would definitely like lock that in if you're worried about um, your financing changing between when you make the offer and when the home closes. Uh, another thing to do is that you should you should... Think about if rates were to go up, does that mean you would back out? Like, You don't have to necessarily lock your rate, but you should at least understand ahead of time how your rate may change and whether you want to take on that risk.
2: Yeah, especially with home prices being where they are, small change might mean a lot more than it would have six months ago even.
0: Right. And I think it's more likely that rates stay where they're at or a little bit lower than it's likely that rates go back up to where they were at 5.8%. I think that was the anomaly. And moving forward, we'll probably keep rates um, you know, in the low 5%. They're at 5.3%, according to Freddie Mac right now. I think they'll stay around there. You may get a little higher or lower rate depending on your, your own personal credit situation. But I, I don't think that rates have a high risk of going up from here on out.
2: And then you know what we're also seeing, you know the other problem we're seeing, uh you know some other buyers are suddenly realizing they have leverage and they're backing out of deals because they want to get better terms or they see a better house um what what would you recommend? What are you hearing from real estate agents or or what are you hearing from people in the industry? And what can loan originators say to people upfront to try to get ahead of that problem? Is it just making them aware of this this shift in the market and now they have? They can do these negotiations up front, or what? What should we be doing to help try to avoid this problem? Uh, you know, maybe later on in the process.
0: So, from a seller's perspective, I think it's a good idea to disclose everything up front. That way, there aren't any surprises in the inspection that could have some a buyer activate the inspection contingency. Also, if you're worried about a buyer backing out. You may want to increase the earnest money amount, but you're going to have to do that in some kind of a trade-off. right? Because in this market, you can't just ask for more earnest money like you could uh, earlier in the year. You're probably going to have to you know, say, like, I'll come down you know, $1,000 in price if you increase your interest money by $2,000, $3,000, whatever the number might be, where you feel like that trade-off is worth it because you know the buyer isn't just going to walk away and leave you with a home that may now sell for less to another buyer.
2: Right. Just realize those negotiations have to happen earlier because this isn't need right. to get an extra whatever on top of it because the <laughs> market has changed. Um, Daryl, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. We'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word.
1: This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's the
2: rest of your headlines for today, July 12th. Lone Depot has a new plan to try to turn a profit again, and the biggest part of that plan is to shed another 2,000 jobs from its payroll. The company started the year with 11,300 employees, but combined with the cuts that have already happened, Vision 2025 will shrink Lone Depot's workforce to 6,500 jobs by the end of the year. Vision 2025 also calls for Lone Depot to do a better job working with underserved borrowers, and following through on previously announced initiatives. Meanwhile, laid-off employees at Sprout are fighting back. Two former employees are suing for unpaid wages, and they're seeking class-action status. Sprout abruptly closed its doors last Wednesday and laid off its entire staff, but the employees say the CEO instructed others to not pay them owed wages. The lawsuit also says Sprout did not comply with notice requirements for the layoffs. Federal law requires 60 days' notice, and New York law mandates 90 days. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by TG Cutamparoar, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by SkyGaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.